Hey, guess who's back? It's uh, it's me. <laughs> um, sorry, I've been gone the past couple of weeks, but it's weird though. You miss one show, the and then it, and then it just feels like it's been you know three weeks. It's been one week. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't said anything since the Giants game. Yeah, and week. that was week one. We're going into week four. You said week two stuff. You were here. Did I? Did you forget about that? Yeah, but I didn't get to talk about the... It just feels like it, all right? You've only missed one show. <laughs> <laughs> feels like forever. I swear to God, you've only missed one show. <clears throat> but no, but good, that means good, good that, to be back. But that means that you're like super paying attention when we're doing our shows. So are you zoning out? Is that what's happening? I guess. That's okay. I'm just, just dreaming about... Football? Everything that Kellen Moore is doing with this offense... Oh, it's quite nice. That's better than my nightmares about everything that Pete Carroll's doing with ours. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Common Ground Football Podcast. We're at episode 72. 72. That's crazy. It's week four. It is week four. Uh, this is ridiculous that the we wait all summer for football season, and then I was thinking about it today and going, holy crap, um, <laughs> we're about quarter of the way <laughs> already. That seems ridiculous. You going to get it? I got it. He got it. Regular season preseason is over. The regular season preseason. Should we make that a thing? Yeah. Well, we got one more week, and then it's officially over, yeah. Next week, we get to discuss regular season, preseason being over. Um, so, like you heard in the intro, Andrew returns. Um, he only remembers one show, so that means that um, something's going on during the other ones. So, but hey, uh, he only missed a week, and um, but now he's back. And sounds semi healthy <laughs> as he does that. <laughs> uh, all right, so normal show for us. We'll go through. I think. Did you want to? Did you want to uh, go back a week and say anything about your week three or your week two game? And and real quick, since no one got to hear anything except for me say what the score was, and then go, yeah, Dak was good. And then I moved on. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Let's see. So, yeah, you, you did do the score. So, 31-21, Dallas went to uh, Washington and uh, took care of the racial slurs. Um, that team is a mess, and they are in a complete rebuild. Jay Gruden probably won't last the season. That's I, – I don't – yeah. I don't think he's going to last the season. Uh, obviously, they were still rolling with Case Keenum instead of – instead of just going with Dwayne Haskins. I mean – Yeah, I don't understand you, why they're, what, what they're doing there. You – you drafted him. It just that team needs a, needs somewhat of a spark, but I don't I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um, but yeah, I mean the the offense just continued on what it did from week one, and um, they there was a little bit of a slow start the first first, first couple drives or first driver uh, I think it was just the first drive um, kind of stalled out, but then uh, right after that the offense just did what they did. You saw a lot less. Um, pre-snap motion and 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 audibles and everything they was more just um you know lining up and running the play but uh offense defense they they did what they were supposed to do they held them um uh, that that 
that last score that Washington put up was just kind of, you know, a, a garbage time or whatever. But um, yeah, Dallas had that game majority of it, and um, it was good to see that it wasn't just a week one kind of uh, explosion, and then week two is just a total letdown. That's usually what we see or what I've seen over the past. I don't know, six, seven years, you have that, that really good first game. And then the second game is just, especially if it's away, uh, it's just completely flat and you're like, okay, well, what the hell was that? But, um, no week two, they just continued on rolling. Um, and then, uh, on to Miami. Yeah. Seahawks wait till week three to have that downturn. That's what they do. Uh, it looks <laughs> like it. Uh, um, uh, so the thirty-one twenty-one. I mean, it wasn't the, the score itself was not actually, uh, what that game was no it was it was uh it was 21 21 14 going into the fourth quarter uh washington scored just one more touchdown in the fourth and dallas put up another 10 yeah um but it, it was it was all all dallas um adrian peterson had a had a one good run and then after that he had nothing and i, I want to say he ended with like uh <sighs> like 25 carries for 28 yards or, or 21 carries for 20, 25 yards, something like that. I can't believe he's still playing. They, they shut down the, the running game. Um, that I will say though, that, that wide receiver they drafted, um, you know, depending on if what they decide to do at quarterback and what the team decides to do offensively, but that wide receiver that they drafted, um, is he's going to be a good one. Um, it is puzzling that they continue to just, stick with Keenum when they might as well. I mean, I, I get that they want to develop their, you know, their, their rookie and all that good stuff, but don't you also want to win? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Gruden doesn't seem to be the smartest. Uh, these, these teams that don't, I mean, the John, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but the giants are on that same boat. Like what were you doing for two games? Right. What the hell? Yeah, well, yeah. And then, then I kind of giggled when that whole news came out. Cause that was my, one of my predictions and <laughs> by week three you have daniel jones in there who did look good he looked really and, good um unfortunately you know barkley was injured yeah, uh ankle sucks. sprain and he'll be out probably four to four to six weeks is what they're saying fantasy rosters are just imploding everywhere <laughs> this year it's not a good one um but uh yeah I, I, as far as washington and new york goes the i don't think i mean you think maybe maybe next year the year after those are going to be some some actual competition in the east but for now it seems to be dallas and philly but right now philly is oh, not, not doing even, well yeah i was gonna say it's not even philly you have a cowboys have a solid first half and the division's already going to be theirs unless philly gets their act together and i don't see it happening there's just there's a mess there too yep so you even got did you see the video uh it was going around on twitter not last night but the night before there's a um, somewhere around philadelphia there was a fire and a guy could save some people um and he said he was saying something about oh yeah my you know my buddy was up there and he was throwing kids down and i, I was i was catching him at, unlike aguilar and, it, and it's just in the news interview and you know there's fire trucks behind him and so it was just a complete like that's like something you see in movies for yeah. like a comedy uh but i mean but i will say good on aguilar uh, though he did actually reach out to that person and he will be taking him to a game well, that's awesome so i mean at least he didn't take it the wrong way oh i probably would have laughed but uh, but i'd be I mean, he had to realize himself he had some pretty awful drops, but this yeah. is not uh, this is not Eagles cast, so let's get off of it. Yeah, why are we talking about the Eagles? My son asked me this morning, he goes, Dad, you like the Eagles, right? And I'm like, no, not really. He goes, well, but you root for them sometimes. And I said, no, 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 no. 
you're referring to when they would be on the TV with the Cowboys. So, yes, in that <laughs> moment, I'm rooting for the Eagles. But, no, they're not my other team. And he goes, well, Dad, I like all teams. And I said, oh, well, that's your choice. I go, I really would prefer you not like the Cowboys. And and he he was like, no, everybody is their own person. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, are you four? What? Yeah. Everyone's their own person, Dad. And I, will, I, I can cheer for the Cowboys unless they're playing the Seahawks. And I'm like, okay. Fair well, enough. that is fair enough. And uh, and then he goes, except for the New York Yankees. <laughs> I don't like them. And I'm like, okay, perfect. We're good. We're good. We're solid. <laughs> All right. So then uh, anything else you want to add about that game or should we move on to week three? Right, we can move on. Sweet. Uh, you, uh, uh, I want to thank the Dallas Cowboys. They were my eliminator pick for week three. Uh, mainly just because they were playing the Dolphins. And my strategy is any team that's playing the Dolphins is my eliminator pick for the week because the Dolphins suck. I was pretty shocked when the at the, the morning of the game, they were still at like a 22.5-point spread. <laughs> <laughs> and they covered. <laughs> God. I mean, that's just... So you'll talk about your game. Everything that I read from it is... The offense slowed down a little bit. It wasn't the strong start, but then that second half took off, and you got to every, they got their act together, and it was good to go. But yeah, we can we tell can, us about it. We can jump into it. So um, awesome and bummers and all. That obviously, good stuff. you had uh, um, Dallas going back home to uh, play Miami, who has struggled, and obviously you heard <laughs> you know all the stuff that's coming out about players wanting to be traded and this, that, and the other, <clears throat> and. You know, I I really appreciate Amari Cooper's uh, whole perspective on the thing. Is you know he was being asked, "Are you you going to take it easy?" And he's like, "I they they have a all pro cornerback, you know, that I'm going to be going against, and that's Xavier Howard." Um, he goes, "And the, the, these guys are all professionals. They're all NFL players, they're high school players. Um, you know, so you you have to take it seriously." Um, and he did. I mean, um, if you would if you watch the routes that Cooper ran in that game, they were just I mean, this guy. He was making Howard just. He he just looked like a rookie. Um, now as far as the the whole kind of starting slow and all that thing, I think what I think what Dallas was doing in that first half was definitely you know they were at home. Um, obviously, you can do more shifts and and make those you know you're comfortable at home. You can do what you want to do. I think that Moore was trying some things and some of those things didn't work out. And well, once they came out of, I mean, they were still they were still up at halftime and it wasn't it it wasn't like a oh, oh they're really struggling against Miami i think i think Kellen Moore and the offense were just trying to try new things and then out came the third quarter and they they went back to basically week 1 and lit it up again dak had an insane third quarter i think this over the season so far i want to say he's like 30 for 35 in the third quarter with you know <laughs> four or five touchdowns something like Jesus. that um but the, just that that third quarter, you know, kind of taking the game away from Miami, and then finishing it in the fourth quarter. Um, the offense, I mean, as a whole, the offense did play well. Uh, the defense was hoping, you know, definitely hoping to get that pass rush going a little bit more. Uh, they did finally get a couple sacks. Robert Quinn had one. Demarcus Lawrence had one. And and for Robert Quinn, it was good to see him now uh, done with his suspension. Um, and on the opposite side of Demarcus Lawrence. And as as the season goes on, that's going to be a pretty I mean, that could be a pretty good tandem to have there. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is already one of the, or not one of the, he is the most double-teamed edge rusher in the league right now. Um, so you know that teams 
are paying him some respect. But if you've got a player like Robert Quinn on the other side, or if it ever were to come to fruition, Randy Gregory coming back and being on that side, um, then that pass rush could be a, a pretty big issue. Um, going into that game, though, there was some injuries that came out of the Washington game. You had Antoine Woods go out to uh, – um, he had an ankle. And uh, same with um, uh, Xavier Woods. Woods is supposed to be back coming um, – or could possibly be back for the New Orleans game, but uh, Woods is probably going to be another another week or two. Um, unfortunately, you also had Michael Gallup uh, suffer an injury, and he actually had a, a little bit of a meniscus. Uh, not a t- I don't know if it was a tear, but they, they went into his knee and cleaned it up. Um, expect him to be back within the next couple weeks or so. Um, but even with uh, Gallup being out of this game against Miami, the offense, I mean, you had uh, Devin Smith step up, and then you had a little bit more of that um, kind of uh, Zeke and Pollard in the backfield. And that's something that's exciting to see. And that's going to be an issue, too, once Gallup does come back. And you've got, you know, you've got Amari Cooper. You've got Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, um, Devin Smith. And you've got Zeke and, and Tony Pollard in the backfield, too. I mean, that's there's a lot. Dallas has a lot of solid weapons. Um but as far as the, the actual game went, um, yeah, you had that slow first half. And again, I think they were just trying things in the, in the second and the second half. They just, just kind of walked away. Miami didn't, they just were totally helpless. Yeah. They put up, um, they put up a couple hundred yards in the first half, but in the second half, I think Dallas held them down to about know, 70 yards or something like that. And 30 of those yards came on one play. <laughs> so Dallas definitely did their job in the second half. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I, I, you know, Dallas has one of the best. I, I want to say I, they do have the best media team as far as the content they they put out, and they've been putting out these uh, um, kind of like the NFL does those sideline. You, you know, you hear what they're saying yeah. and talking about whatever. Um, but you you hear as far as the defense goes. You know, yeah, they they held Miami to six points. Um, you know they were doing they were doing well, but still you could tell that they are not satisfied with not coming up with an interception or not getting to the quarterback or not you know knocking them. they you could tell they are definitely unsatisfied and I think that all comes from the kind of standard that Rod Marinelli sets um, as well as Chris Richard. But um, I mean it was good to see that they didn't they didn't play down to an opponent. That's always been an issue. It's so frustrating when it happens. You have a team that you know you're supposed you're supposed to win. What, you know, as as far as professional sports goes, who really knows what that means? I mean, there are, they are still all professionals, but if if you are supposed to take care of business, it's good to see them to do that and not make it a, you know, 14, 10 kind of game. Good teams are supposed to destroy the bad ones. Um, destroy. And so they, you know, they, they handled their business. Uh, Dak was talking about spicy nuggets, you know, in the third (laughs) quarter. What? And, uh, (laughs) did you not see that? No. We'll have to show that. (laughs) um they just took care of their their business and then uh on to new orleans ready for your awesome there bummer sure awesome so awesome let's go with uh tony pollard tony pollard obviously being the fourth round pick uh this year as a rookie um there was a lot of talk about him in the preseason and training camp and he he had a good offseason um definitely that that really good compliment to what ezekiel elliott does um Zeke had a he had a quiet, hundred and twenty some yard rushing game, um, no touchdowns, 
Um, but Pollard had another 111 yards and a score. So, I mean, quietly, it didn't even seem like it, but Dallas had, you know, 237 yards rushing in this game. Um, and having those two backs up back there, especially when it comes to late in the season, December and January, that's going to be, I mean, that's, that's going to be probably one of the biggest reasons that they would be able to win in the playoffs is right. having, um, you know, those two guys back there. So it was awesome to see Pollard uh, score his first touchdown, and it, it was even more awesome to see that the, the first person that was there uh, picking him up was Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, that's um, cool. And so it's going to be exciting to see kind of how his uh, um, how he grows throughout this uh, season. Bummer. Brett Maher. Uh, A Maher it, it, again? It really does suck not being confident in your kicker. Um, I know he made he made, he made a chip shot twenty some yarder, but the ones that matter are going to be those fifty fifty mm-hmm. plus. You're going to need those, um, and unfortunately, he you know didn't make the one that he he uh, he attempted. And uh, I'm really nervous about that going forward. I can see that. Usually, when you're kicking those long ones, it's because you need them instead of just punting, right? And so, yeah, you're right. Those are the important ones. You're going to make the little 20-yard chip shot. Congratulations. That's your job. But you also need to hit those uh, big ones because those usually are more important. Yep. They count so, more. Um, you know, bummer for Mar. Wow. Again, it's just going to – I haven't had this une- un- uneasy feeling in a few years. I mean, last year I had it also. But those years prior with Bailey, it just didn't have any worry. Yeah, it was a sure thing. And I mean, and obviously you saw what happened to Bailey. Something, it just something in his mind isn't, you know, isn't right. That Dallas decided to move from him. I remember being shocked by that, but it turned out to be a pretty good move because he's just struggled in Minnesota. But uh, Maher was the one that replaced him. He was solid in, uh, you know, the early part, and then he started to struggle a little bit. And, and you know, and, and then in this this game, you know, he he misses his. Uh, I think it was like a fifty-two or fifty-three yard attempt. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna need. Definitely need that consistency going forward and not have to have that worry. That's my boy Van Der Esch doing. Uh, they're doing solid. So um, when you when you when you when you don't, I mean, when you watch the game, you see one thing, and then when you hear like the national media what they say, it's usually different than what the reality is. Um, so last year, you know, you saw that rise of Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, for that matter, and. I think the big thing that you were seeing last year with them was they were making those those splash plays. They were making the you know the big hits or the tackles in the backfield and and this and that and the other. Um, this year they I mean they they're still playing well and and a lot of questions are coming up about Jalen Smith because you know he's not he's not just jumping off the screen, um, but he's 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 doing his job and the linebackers are solid. Van Der Esch has been solid. You know, every game this so far this year, it's, you know, Van Der Esch, 12 tackles, Smith, you know, 11 tackles, you know, and it's just been consistent. They're, they're not, they're not, compl- they're not struggling at all. They're, they're playing solid defense. Um, you know, and, and I, and like I said earlier when it came to, or when I mentioned, uh, you know, we're out of that regular season preseason, you know, we're done with those first three games. And now, um, from now until about Thanksgiving, you're really going to see, how teams are going to be, and then you know, post Thanksgiving, those are the ones that you know are going to be, you know, be able to make some sort of uh, um, good run in the playoffs. But um, no, I mean, Van Der Esch, is, he's been solid. He hasn't been, um, you know, a liability in coverage or anything. He's just, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, improve as a linebacker. Sweet. It's it's exciting. 
and come towards the end of the year, I mean, hopefully they're they're both healthy, but come towards the end of the year, I think you'll you'll really start to see that those two, um, you'll really start to see them, you know, make those those splash plays that everybody wants to see. But I mean, they're not necessary when your offense is putting up over thirty points a game and your defense is you know holding opponents to you know I'd say about under eighteen points a game. You're doing your job. Your point differential is plus fifty three. That's pretty damn good. Um, pretty yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, Kellen Moore is a um, you know, I hate you. Very good offensive coordinator. <clears throat> I hate you. <laughs> hate you and everything you stand for. <clears throat> well, you know, and I I I hear your gripes, but I also had Scott Linehan for the. Past. That's very true. Four, it's very true. Years. That's very true. And I'm so sorry. It's just, it's so, I mean, it just blows your mind when you have, you know, you have a lot of the same cast this year as you did last year. And it's just, it's completely different. I mean, I mean, just start with Dak. Look at it. Look at what Dak's done this year and the kind of conversations that people are having about him this year. Yeah, I know it's only three games, but you can only judge on what you have. And all you have is three games right now. We're going to have a fourth game. Well, you know, and we'll see what happens, but. It's not like I don't I don't see him completely just falling off a cliff. And then you know you have a lot of talk of people saying, "Well, Dallas is three and zero, but they haven't played anybody, and they're not going to go to the Super Bowl." Well, why does everybody say the same thing about New England? New England hasn't played anybody either. They're already won the Super Bowl, and they basically. have already won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, so you know, yeah. and and no, I'm not saying that that's what Dallas is going to do. But they're you know each game they're taking care of what they need to, and we'll you know we'll see how the season goes. All righty. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I've got to show you the. Yeah, what's this uh, spicy nugget thing? Yeah, what's going on here? I'll show you. I'll show you. What movie? What movie is that? Jurassic Park. I'll show you. First one. Did you see that all three cast members? All three cast members. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. That's fancy. All right, here we go. Right stack, 32 sound, alert X foot. Oh, spicy nuggets are back. I'm going to have to stop on the way home. <laughs> He's talking about Wendy's, right? Yep. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he's having a good time. He's um, leading the league in a lot of things and is one of the top-rated quarterbacks. And he's, he's about to get paid. He's about to get paid. And he's just, you know, getting sponsors in the middle of games. Because <laughs> Wendy's <laughs> did tweet uh, back at, you know, at the Cowboys and were like, oh, yeah, uh, send them our way. <laughs> They do have really good spice nuggets. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. So uh, good for cheers him. to that. Good, good for him. He's definitely you can tell he's in a totally different mood. He's just happy. He's doing he's, well. He's liking the systems. He's just yeah, he's happy. So it's good to see, and it's good to see that there's these conversations about him actually being a good quarterback and not just a, um, you know, a, a dump off guy. He's leading the league right now in, in yards per attempt. He's got the he's got the uh, the highest uh, quarterback rating. Um, you know, he's second in touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's he's ha- he is having a very good year. Goes to show you that the systems are important because you can take you can absolutely handcuff a talented player, quarterback especially, by the stupid system that they're in. Yep. And then all of a sudden you put them in something different that is tailored to more them and what they can do. And look, amazing what can happen. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you, you, 
I, I do think he is a good quarterback and he will be a good quarterback, but you could take, say, with the, the struggles that Seattle's having right now, you could take Kyler Murray and put him in Russell Wilson's place. Kyler Murray is, is going to struggle, you know? Russell Wilson's actually not struggling. He's doing great. No, but it's everything but, around but him. But the offense, I'm saying the offense. Oh, the offense in general, yes. But uh, you can you know, put, yeah, it, it's, you it, you can imagine Russell Wilson in, a, in an offense that actually, you know, used him was more pass happy. exactly yeah it's frustrating um but yeah Anything took care else? of business in uh, against the uh the miami uh dolphins poor dolphins and um sent them back to florida florida and it's uh, gonna be a rough rough 16 games for gonna, yeah, for that yeah, fan base they will and now uh, they're getting ready for new orleans dallas that is nylons uh all right so sea chickens um that was brian by the way that wasn't me by calling him sea chickens <laughs> yeah well it's my pet name for him uh they they get the seahawks when they're good <laughs> <laughs> they get sea chickens when what in the hell holy hell was that that's all i gotta say about that i'm honestly because this podcast comes out thursday you're listening to it now on a thursday or friday whatever day you're getting ready for week four uh i'm not you know Pete Carroll's moved on. Everyone's moved on. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time um, blasting the team for the game because it's been done. Uh, everybody knows. And I have a few opinions. But, uh, you know, why spend a half hour just sitting here ranting about it when, you know, it's over? We're three days past it. However, uh, oh. however. We will talk about it a little bit. So unless you've uh, you didn't watch it, uh, lucky uh, Hawks went out uh, hosted the New Orleans Saints first game. Um, that's it was a not first game, but it was a big. You're at home. The Saints are without Drew Brees. I talked about on the podcast solo last week for both Dallas and Seattle. I mentioned it for them both, and you said it already. Don't downplay your competition. Right. Don't go into the game assuming that they're the Miami Dolphins, so this is going to be easy. They're the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees at our own stadium. This is going to be easy. Uh, if you, you flat out got yourselves embarrassed. It was the worst home loss in Pete Carroll's tenure, in my opinion. It was embarrassing from the beginning at the start and it ended embarrassing the entire game was ridiculous and pathetic was a word i used a lot on twitter oh nice yeah just, i did see those yeah i'm sure you did uh those those came through hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just it was awful it was I, you know i went into the game again optimistic but very cautious with it at the same time because you just get scared of them of playing down to the competition and um CenturyLink field as much of a home field advantage as that used to be it's not anymore and that's not on the 12s it's just no one's scared to come play there anymore because the seahawks themselves just aren't as good and so it's not a place to go and and be scared to play in and give teddy bridgewater credit but that they came in and and he played well and they exploited every seahawks screw up in the whole game and made stuff happen. So there was one bright spot, however. Awesome. For the second week in a row, 
Russell Wilson. I know. Everyone's shocked. I can hear it coming back into my headphones. Everyone listening to this podcast right now is like, but he does wait, wait a minute. Wait, he doesn't even like Russell. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know why they have that accent. Seahawks fans in Texas. I don't, even, I don't know why. Well, we have a lot of uh, Dallas fans in, in Washington, so why not? I don't know why they have that accent. But uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, uh, one bright spot. Second week in a row, uh, I've wrote down single bright spot in an otherwise dark and depressing game. <laughs> um, is, how, how can it be dark and depressing? New Orleans is wearing all white. Seattle. And it <laughs> rains a lot there. It's dark. Um, yeah, he second week in a row. I mean, he's quietly already having a fantastic season numbers wise for him. And he he balled out again because he absolutely had to. He had you know it was thirty two for uh, thirty two out of fifty attempts, four hundred and six yards, two touchdowns, an eighty nine point four QBR. Uh, what else? Oh, he had an eight point one yards per completion. And we'll talk about why that's an interesting stat here in just a second. Uh, but there's this whole. It's really starting to bug me, and it's bugging a lot of people. Just because I'm not a giant Russell Wilson fan doesn't mean I don't recognize his talent. And again, he's being handcuffed so bad, and it's getting ridiculous. And when you have your running back slipping. I say they have a running back. They do. Well, first, okay, so everyone wants to like just destroy Chris Carson this week. Know. He was awesome last year, and just because he's having a little bit of a case of the, you know, butterfingers, <laughs> we can't. We're not going to sit here and be like. Uh, so many people on Twitter were just like, "Oh, cut him!" Like, are you fucking kidding me? He he's. I'm, this, I'm still surprised they don't have Penny giving you know more, we're, of, a, more, we're, we're not, more I mean, of a chance. You're going to see it. I mean, Penny's not practicing this week, which isn't good. So I don't even know if he'll play, but. Um, is, uh, they they gave they basically you know they 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 gave the ball right back to him show confidence but he's out there slipping and falling on his butt because the, the turf's wet changing cleats that's still not working um teams know because he's had a little bit of a case of the fumbles all of a sudden they know to go hard in there and try and get the ball so of right. course fumbles some more and he's already got more fumbles this season than he had all of last year so i want to go do we have a problem there occurring yes we do but do we need to like destroy him and say get him the hell out of town? No, let's relax and wait, <laughs> calm down. Uh, but Russell, Russell was definitely the uh, was the awesome for sure. It was very nice to see. Well, I mean, you saw you know when he was when the team was very successful, they did let him. Yeah, he took a lot of punishment and they kind of over abused him a little bit. But if every you know you got to throw in those plays, especially around the goal line, where you let him. Let him keep it. Russell? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they don't. Like, they're just not. He's He's got – it's just – it's – yeah. Well, I'm, I'll get to it. It's just, ugh, frustrating as hell. <laughs> now I'm getting all sweaty and upset. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everything else. <laughs> no, wait. Seriously. Uh, I'm actually going to put it on – I'm going to put it on the coaching staff. And more specifically, uh, Mr. Pete Carroll. Uh, well, he got hit in the face with the ball. I saw he that. did. He, Maybe that kind of crowded, uh, crowded his judgment. Just, he, yeah, football to the nose. Um, the team looked incredibly ill-prepared for what they were facing uh, in every aspect. 
And that blame starts with the head coach. It's the coach's job to prepare the team. They can be as talented as can be, but if they don't have the right game plan set, they aren't prepared for the team they're facing, they're still going to look stupid. And they all look stupid. Outside of Russell Wilson, uh, Russell still had a couple things, but most of them look stupid. So Pete Carroll failed him. Schottenheimer failed him. Ken Norton Jr. failed him. Everybody failed everywhere. It was just god-awful. And then in the game, he made even more puzzling choices. His clock management was terrible his timeout usage was terrible to the point where yes i was actually going did he like get a concussion or I, something i was gonna say maybe he maybe he did get a little I affected mean, by that i when i wasn't the only one mentioning it. i mean you got he got hit hard with a football square in the side of the nose had to go in and get stitches and he just yeah <laughs> and then and then you have that kind of game um and then you go down to uh to schottenheimer shoddy as i call him calling a shoddy ass offense <laughs> uh look at the offensive game plan you sit there and shake your head i mentioned russell's yard per yards per completion so in his 32 completions eight point what i say 8.1 mm-hmm. yards so he's not doing short little dinky passes he's actually getting out at least eight yards out there and and making shit happen and it's like schottenheimer and carroll sit there and literally don't see what's happening like it's almost like they don't realize who their quarterback is or the kind of talent that he has and because they want to be right so bad that going run first is the way that they're going to win and they want to be able to say at the end if they were to win that win it all on that that they could say hey look we did it with that crazy run first offense and and look at us we're awesome and they but if it doesn't work they're still going to sit there and go well you know we tried with our system it just didn't work and and you're wasting you're wasting Prime money and career yeah it just i don't get it i really i really do think that seattle needs to they really need to just buck up and invest in that offensive line yep and i think that that's where everything's going to start with them and again i think I still go back to when they traded away their center. Everything just kind of fell apart from there. Um, you know, even though that was what four four seasons ago, was that three or four uh, years ago? At least four. Unger, yeah. Um, so we had the Jimmy Graham years, the Jimmy Graham experiment. He, I mean, they once they traded away Unger, um, you know, everything just has not been they went all consistent at all. Yeah, they went all out on defense. They paid everybody what they wanted to pay was defense. You got to remember when they won the Super Bowl, Russell was making a rookie salary of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year not millions he yep. was making nothing and then they were able to pay you know defensive guys and all this stuff and and they invested no money in the offensive line and what's funny is if you put money into the offensive line your run first scheme would work better oh yeah because you'd have run blocking oh yeah and they would open up lanes for your running back and then you would actually be able to use what they want to do which is use the run to set up the pass and but they can't do that right now. And the other thing is, I mean, I'm not good. I know they they used a high pick on a Fetty, but you okay? You've got to evaluate talent Fetty's, a little bit better. God, just please go away. <laughs> I, and that's even the that's even one. I could just glance at the highlights of a game and say, oh yeah, Fetty was was pretty bad. I was actually laughing because with a Fetty had, hadn't had a holding call for a while, like the whole game. I think it's just because the NFL and had then, a call that said, hey, no. let's calm down on the holding penalties. <laughs> and then I, I don't even remember what quarter it was, but. When it finally happened, everyone was like, oh, good. 
we can't go through a game without that. <laughs> I mean, that got you. You have to have the Effetti holding call. Somebody even made a jersey that has his number, like sixty-five, on it, and yeah. the name is holding. Because <laughs> you know, it's you just know, speaking of that, actually, maybe maybe the so it was all it was kind of the same story for Witten and offsides. There would be at least once a game where Witten would 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 go offsides. And uh, I don't know, maybe that year off in the booth has helped him because he's—I don't think he's been called for an offsides yet, and he's doing pretty good. But he—he yeah, well, he does not look like Witten just before retirement. Yeah, he looks like you know Witten about three years, two years before retirement. I mean, he's—he he obviously he's not fast. He's never been fast, but still he gets he's open. End. He's solid. He anything that's in his in his wingspan, he'll he'll grab. And yeah, he he just looks like he's having fun out there with you know with with the young guys. So in this game, it was over from the start. We talk all the time about how momentum is so important to get right away, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks never had it. They just New Orleans came in there and turnovers killed the Seahawks. You, my boy, Big Balls Dixon, his his first punt was only like 38 yards or something like that, 38 or 39. And they ran it back for a touchdown. And it from, from the onset, you were just like, Oh God, this is not going to go well. And it didn't. They just, new Orleans was better at every aspect of the game. The Seahawks looked like they hadn't prepared for it at all. They were terrible at everything. They couldn't run. They, you know, you still had, you know, Russell completing some good passes to Disley. Uh, Lockett had a fantastic game, but when you're not able to run and your offense is a run first offense and you're never a team that goes out there and starts fast, which is another one of my biggest issues. Oh, you oh, you don't win the game in the first quarter. Score some points in the first quarter, though. Score That'd some be points great. And, and, and make your own momentum right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, take the lead, dude. You know, you may not be able to win it, but you sure as hell can solidify it. You can take a, a good lead, and I just – it gets so frustrating. And it's even in the wins, and the funny thing is, is in the first two games, those were those were barely wins. They escaped out of those two games with the wins. And we're lucky to get them. And everything that uh, – the mistakes, and the players brought this up after the New Orleans game – the mistakes that they were making in the first two and were getting away with, they didn't get away. With they him. couldn't get away with them anymore, and it came back to haunt them, and it destroyed them. And it was just, it, it it was it was over when it started, and they, you know, the score thirty three twenty seven isn't even close to what that game even was. The fact that they have twenty seven points is shocking, and they just the, the the coaching decisions and everything, and just doesn't make any sense, and. Uh, when I say escape from those two games, this I, I did a little point differential work because I was I was interested in in what that where they were at. So they're two and one, which you know what after three games, solid, solid. Yeah, I'll take it. When you look at you know this was actually the game. This is one of those game on the schedule that I thought that they had a chance to lose anyway. But again, I thought Drew Brees was going to be the quarterback. Right. I had New Orleans as you know Super Bowl team. So that part of it is like okay cool but it's the way they lost and all that stuff so at two and one but their point differential is minus three yeah so you're just barely barely on that line yeah so you you're lucky one wrong bounce and you're gonna lose you're lucky that you know you're as a seahawk fan you be happy right now because you're lucky that they're two and one here's how to put that in perspective i looked at other two and one teams okay ravens having a great season to start this you know year lamar jackson looks good yep uh your boy you know 
Earl Thomas is over there having a good time. They're at plus 50. Okay. Vikings plus 31. Then you look at some of the undefeated teams, San Francisco plus 42. Uh, the Rams plus 28. I mentioned Dallas plus 53. And then of course you have new England, but you know, the Super Bowl winner already, uh, at plus 89. So, all those teams there, those are all 3-0 teams, and they're scoring a bunch of points. And I just don't understand how Carroll and Schottenheimer look at and watch those teams and go, or don't go, God, it'd be cool to score that many points. How could we possibly do that? <laughs> if only we had a quarterback that, oh, wait, <laughs> just, it blows my freaking mind. Yeah. I don't get it. And I'm sure that they have their reasons and all that, but when we're in our second year of of this offense, and yeah, it could be worse. We had Bevel before, and it was garbage, and and Bevel handcuffed him too. But but this whole and maybe it's because Pete is so defensive minded, and and I I don't know, but it just it's getting really old, and I don't want to get to the point where when Russell is finally done, and yeah, Russell wants to play till he's you know forty or whatever. But I don't want him to get to the end of his time with the Seahawks and look back on it and go, well, shit, we had that one championship, went back to back, and then we did nothing. Yep. What a waste of a career that would be. It's just like if you're a baseball fan, a Seattle baseball fan, and that's perfect timing because Felix Hernandez, he's pitching what will probably be his final game as a Seattle Mariner tomorrow, today, if you're listening. So Felix was an ace. He was an amazing pitcher. Mm -hmm. And the Seattle Mariners wasted his entire career. Never got, never took him to the playoffs. Never did anything with him. Now Russell has a ring, but he also had a kick-ass defense helping him out. And I, I just, I look, I'm sad for Felix. I don't want to be sad for Russell and look back and go, well, that's great that he made all that money. But the dude wanted more rings. And you had the opportunity to give it to him, pay for an offensive line, build your offense around him and his skills, and you didn't. And I just I don't understand why they don't. Maybe it's just me. So, uh, you know what, though? It could be worse. It could be worse. You could be the Miami Dolphins who have a, uh, are there 0-3? Want to know what their point differential is? Minus 110. 117. You were uh, close. That's close. So... You could be the Miami Dolphins, everyone. So there's that. Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's all I'm going to say about that game. Like I said, at this point, uh, Pete, I will say Monday morning press conferences are always interesting with the coaches. I don't, I don't know if you listen to Garrett's. You probably do. Yeah. Um, they watch the film. The Seahawks do their big thing about tell the truth Mondays. I guarantee you that was the worst film room. It was probably awful. Yeah, they had probably, you know, one of those ones that you like. Those meetings that you, everybody's getting their ass kicked, yep. and you just are just like you just know I don't want to sit in here. Yeah, you just you're dreading going to it. Yeah. You're just not. And and after the first two games, those Mondays, Pete's you know he's he's cheerful, he's got in a good mood, he's happy. And I don't know, maybe it was because he got hit in the face with a friggin' ball, but he that Monday morning he just he wasn't the same Pete Carroll. He was just very quiet and just. You know, and then I listened to his press conference today and Wednesdays as they're getting ready for the the next game, he usually will bring himself up and he's still just kind of 
I don't know if he's beating himself up. He he did step up and take ownership and say the blame, you know, I screwed up. I didn't do well. But it's just you don't want to have this start a downward slide right for sure so especially this early oh yeah all right let's move on i'm tired of that game already uh nfl news and, and just so just so we Jump know in. no i say just so we know um on the uh on our show notes here uh week three week re crap week three <laughs> recap I, is for the seahawks is seattle crap seattle what in the actual fuck happened <laughs> i had a good laugh when i saw that <laughs> Did you? Yeah. i thought you would I thought you'd like that. I was I typed it out and I went, should I put it on here? I don't care. <laughs> um we got something exciting happening in the NFL, I think. As I, an, I see it. As an NFL fan, and you're an NFL fan, so you probably it's 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 unfortunate some of the ones in the recent years who didn't didn't get you know some of them who are already retired and out of the league. Yeah. But um, no, go ahead and continue. I, I talked a little bit about it on the last episode, but Andrew wasn't here. So I want to talk about it again. And we talked about it a little bit in the offseason. We did. Yes, we did. But now, and what's crazy, we talked about in the offseason, this new age of quarterbacks that we're talking about. Yep. But in the offseason, that was because those were all planned. Now you're actually having this. You have the ones that were planned because they were drafted or it was finally their time or whatever it was. And then you have incidents like Nick Foles getting hurt or you know them for some weird reason actually giving eli manny two games and now oh i guess we're done now and um you have cam not having a great you know cam looks god awful yeah he's there's something wrong there and so finally they you know they give kyle allen a chance and and he looks fantastic so it's it's a reminder that we're all old (laughs) because as we move through uh batches of quarterbacks basically it's like oh (laughs) great i'm still remembering you know quarterbacks long before and and everything else and now you're looking at stuff like okay so you know i've lived you know think about how long you know roethlisberger's been playing uh tom Tom brady but brady doesn't really count because he's going to play till he's 100 um you know philip rivers you know all these guys Eli exactly all these guys and then all of a sudden now we've got and because it's happening all at once you know you'll have the one quarterback on the one team they're done it's time for the next guy but all of a sudden now you're getting all these different guys um you know finally in New York we'll start with the Giants Daniel Jones they drafted him everyone went huh and then I'm so grateful he has Eli faces he does (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Eli taught him that. Eli is going to stay around and help him too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and it's we can all sit here and go, what in the hell? That why did why would they even play Eli for two games? If you've noticed, you watch Daniel Jones play, and he actually did in his first game. He looked great. Danny Dimes is what they call him. Is in that New what York. they're calling him, Danny Dimes? Yeah. That's special. Um, I don't like him anymore. That's ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, but why why wait? You should have just started him to begin with. But at, at any rate, he's in and he is playing, and Eli is done and uh you know now the great debate will start on where you know does eli retire does he go whatever but so now you have new york they've they've moved on and they've got their next hopeful star um look at what you know jacoby Brissett wasn't necessarily he he wasn't going to be a starter he wasn't going to replace brady in new england and and all of a sudden he's playing (laughs) uh surprisingly 
and he's actually done pretty damn well. Um, Lamar Jackson, when when Baltimore drafted him, we were did our we did our we were doing our live draft. And we had Joe Flacco still, they, yeah. And we were like, okay, well, I guess there's their next guy. But then they had Flacco, and <laughs> and then they finally, you know, they make the decision to move on from Flacco this season. And holy shit, Lamar's tearing it up. Yep, like absolutely tearing it up. And Baltimore looks really good. Kyle Allen steps in for Cam Newton, looks damn good. And now you have this thing. Cam's going to be out another week, so now you have this little thing brewing there where when Cam is quote unquote healthy. If Kyle Allen's tearing it up, what do you do? Yep. I hate Cam Newton, so I say, you sit on the bench, son. Right there. <laughs> I'm going to spot for you. There's a little headset, and you can help him out, but you're going to sit. I was sick, and I don't remember. what Was last week the first week that Rudolph played for Roethlisberger, or is that going to be this weekend? No, he played the the week that Seahawks played him because the Roethlisberger went out in the second half of that but, game. Well, I mean, his first start. Would have been this week three that just happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but again, there's another he, one. he, well, so he, or no, yeah. So he, um, he didn't do as well, um, kind of fell off a little bit, but then again, you're right. He, he looked great against Seattle. I mean, um, completed balls all over the place and Roethlisberger, although he says he's coming back, he's old, he needs to go away. We've talked about Gardner Minshew a lot. I love Gardner Minshew. Gardner Winshew. <laughs> He's the dude that goes, you know, he was at WSU over the weekend after winning Thursday night. He goes to um, the UCLA he, game. He goes to, well, yeah, in that game. Holy shit. It was a bad, I'm a WSU fan as well. It was a bad football weekend for me. Um, but he showed up in jorts and is the, that he hand cut himself and his aviators. And he was a celebrity there, of course. Yep and the the league can't get enough of him he's coming off of airplanes and these like outfits that are not like like cam newton pays too much attention to his attire and pay, it should pay more attention to his game gardner Minshew's is just <laughs> i mean he's he looks like he went thrift shopping with macklemore he does he's uncle rico he's a character he's just and he's out there and he's having a freaking blast and i don't blame him because everybody said you aren't gonna be you're not gonna be an nfl starter right there's no freaking way in hell so and all of a sudden yeah you know quarterback had to get hurt for it to happen and that's unfortunate but he's looked really good yeah and definitely solid he could yeah. he could definitely be their quarterback yeah um anybody else out there that I'm you're trying, yeah i'm trying to think that you've seen that's just like i mean i went through the whole there's there's a couple more but they're like a couple years into it now but they're they're looking good but if you look at the veterans and who's left well we'll, we'll kind of see i mean he's been in the league for a while and has been a starter but we'll see how uh, bridgewater does with breeze yeah. out and, exactly. and i mean he's not one that's going to be taking over over breeze is you know going to be coming back but still it's another one of those you know it's an unfamiliar, unfamiliar name in a you know in a place and we thought bridgewater was supposed to be the next big thing in minnesota and you know injury you know kind of cut that short so it'll be interesting to see how well he does and all of this leads back to mr Kaepernick. because some of these guys though you're wondering okay why are you starting you well there's I mean? there's plenty of quarterbacks right. out there where you go uh so kaepernick wait a minute you're gonna keep him without a job and apparently he's still in absolute football shape could come in and take a playbook learn it and run with it right jets yeah so you're look you're 
you're going to keep him out of the league just to be an asshole. Yeah. But you're going to start, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you're going to start, I mean, no offense, I'm a WSU fan, but Luke, Luke Falk is not an NFL quarterback, but it is cool that we have two WSU quarterbacks in the league at the same That's, time. Isn't that special? That's so special. There's, um, no, there's no Husky ones out there. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. The so, last one so strange. Uh, was not a good, not pan out well. No, it didn't. Yeah, was that Jake Locker? Yeah. Oh, oh, bummer. But I, I that's gotta, a little staff for Dennis. But I got to say though, a big, I mean, a huge, you know, Tennessee put a big out or a big out. They put a used a big pick or a top pick for Locker, and he, you know, didn't pan out. Didn't pan out, and then unfortunately, you're seeing what's happened with Mariota now too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on with Tennessee. That's it's a crapshoot when you draft these guys. You just don't know. I mean, some guys are really great in college, and they're not good in the NFL. Well, with Mariota, it might be that kind of. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are kind of saying the same thing is going to happen with um, Tua. No, not with Tua. With um, <laughs> uh, the, the Oregon kid right now. Oh yeah, what the hell's his name? That guy, Herbert. Yeah, Justin that Herbert. Right. Yeah, I think. But anyways, yeah. yeah, they're saying there's just something about these Oregon quarterbacks when they come out. But anyways, there's something about a lot of quarterbacks. College football, all they're doing mm-hmm. is spread offenses now. That name me an NFL team that does a complete college spread offense. I'll wait. <laughs> exactly. There isn't one. It's just it doesn't. It's not the same thing, right? And and it, so it's tough to translate and get up there and learn it and do it. And some of them work, some of them don't. But I just I think it's cool if you look at the landscape in the NFL and the quarterbacks, and you look at the veteran veteran ones. They're disappearing. Yep. And now you've got a young a new young batch, and pretty soon you're literally going to have what I would consider veteran. You know, Russell is veteran now. This is year eight. So oh, yeah. you've got Russell. You'll have Tom Brady because again he's playing till he's ninety, and then <laughs> and and those are your two, you know, because even Dak is still he's only in this year what three or four four four. That's not quite veteran status yet. So you know, Philip Rivers has got to be almost done. He's got you know he probably should be at home taking care of his kids. He's got 20, 12, 12 of them, twelve or twenty of them, thirteen something, something, like that. something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there's just not going to be um, many of those veteran guys, the guys that have been around now forever, left. So, um, you think Eli plays anywhere else, or you think he retires? Mm. Somebody brought up. I heard somebody say Denver today would be a good place for him to go. But then again, you're taking an old quarterback who's a has been, who really and honestly isn't that good. I think he retires. I think that's yeah. a smart move on his part. Yeah, I think he retires. Then the whole debate on. Is he a Hall of Famer or not? It's going to come up for the next few years, but yeah. I'll put him in just because of his rings. And that's the only reason why. Nope. Uh, is he a Hall of Fame player? No. Nope. I don't think so at all. Nope. All right. Uh, I want to talk about your Browns real quick. I say your Browns because you've been you know hyped on the Browns now for two years. Yeah. Uh, what happens, man? They're, what's what, what's going on there? They they All this hype, and, and I was right with it too. I thought for sure that they were going to be uh, a, solid, a force solid to be reckoned with. And so far, not no good. so much. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even Baker doesn't look that great. I I think they're just. I don't know. It seems like they're all they're all just too, too giddy and too excited and can't just calm down and execute a game plan. They just are just try, they're just trying to hit you know eighty eighty ninety yard touchdowns every single play, and I, I just it's not gonna work. They have they have the pieces for a very mm-hmm. solid defense. They do. They have the pieces for a solid offense, mm-hmm. and I I just think that. I don't know. They don't think they can get out of their own way. 
I think a lot of it lies on a first year head coach who's never done this before. That too. That's a huge part. Yeah. And I think there's a struggle there and he's admitted that. Um but we are in only week three. Yeah, we are. And but they've definitely disappointed in what they've shown right. so far. Um but I, I think I think it's a combination of of too big in their own heads. And then maybe that's a lot of pressure. Maybe that part's hard. You know, there's yeah. just so much pressure on them and they just, you know, think about when you've had a lot of pressure on you. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So well and also that's all Cleveland has. So yeah. Um <laughs> so I saw this today. Troy Aikman. Hilarious. <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a quarterback, Kansas City. He's okay. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Uh, he needs to calm it down with the no look passes. I mean, we get it that you know you made it famous. And now you got to do it on every play. Stop it. Um, is it working? Yeah, yeah, it is. But okay. I, but but <laughs> yeah. so this story came out on NFL.com, and it's Troy Aikman doesn't tweet often, but when he does, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so Patrick Mahomes, the the athletic in Kansas City. Uh, put out that uh, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. And you're like, well, that's actually a, a very cool stat and shows how good Mahomes is. Um, with the group, with a, with a, with a asterisk next to that though. And I, and the only reason why I say that is because it's 2019. The game is completely different oh, than, oh, 100% than, you know, different. from yeah. uh, 88 so Troy Aikman, like I said, doesn't tweet very often, but he came back with a little reply, <laughs> and uh, he put because uh, it was in case you missed it. On that was the way that the athletic started there off. So Troy Aikman said, "Well, in case, case you, you missed, missed it, <laughs> talk to me when he has thirty three percent of my Super Bowl titles." <laughs> so, uh, I would hope that that Troy actually sees that Mahomes is damn talented. Well, and I, I think he does because he said when. Yeah, when, when he does. does. That's true. I didn't think about that. Um, but still. <laughs> and, and, you know, I Mahomes is talented. I love watching him play. I haven't been able to watch. So Obviously, fun. I only have time to watch basically the Cowboys, and then that's about it. But Mahomes is an exciting player. I do like watching him. Um, I With Andy Reid, that's the, almost the perfect marriage. Andy Reid is one of the best offensive coaches and quarterback, you know, kind of whispers i guess you could say but but the game is completely different than when troy was playing and also i mean you you've got to remember though how just how deadly accurate troy was too because he was i mean if he he if he wanted to put the ball exactly in that spot that's where that ball was going um you know mahomes is 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 good um but Mahomes he's, he's still he's still only in year two. He is, but he's also like I would have. I am I a football expert? Hell no. <laughs> we have we have we've discovered that. However, uh, I have zero issue with saying that Mahomes, based on even three games this year, because you can take last year and go, all right, well, we still got to see it more. Last year could have been a fluke. Uh, after seeing. You know, looking at numbers for the first three, he is the next big thing in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks. He will be. I would say just a, a players, period. Players, period. He is unbelievable. Um, so 
yes, it was a different game, way different game. But I think you better be ready to uh, be mentioning Mahomes' name a lot in the next but I do, well, decade. But I'm wondering if he's. I mean, granted, Brady's got you know ten years left or something like that, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I wonder 20. if it's gonna, if it's always going to be like you know like Manning and and Brady was, where yeah, Manning had he was always just putting up gaudy numbers in the regular season and then get to the playoffs and he was never able to get there. I mean, up until the very end of his career. Um, but I, I wonder if, if that's going to be Mahomes' is, is curse, if you will. That he's not able to beat Brady because Brady's still playing and whenever Brady plays, he wins. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Because uh, you're right. I mean, Brady's going to, they are playing an awful division. They're always going to be in the playoffs. So there's always the chance. Um, I think it's good timing for him to be into the league. Obviously, he didn't plan it. You know, like, oh, I'm going to be born here. It's so about the time I'm in my 20s. I can get the NFL. And Tom <laughs> Brady will be at the very end. Um, I still think that a, an injury, despite Tom's, uh, the way he works out and his special waters and whatever he does, I think an injury is what's going to end Tom Brady's career at some point. Um, whether that's, you know, 10 more years down the road or 20, whatever. Um, I do think that's what will happen. And then I think you, you look at the AFC and we talked about this and we did our beginning of the season predict AFC is garbage. Yep. All of it, except for the Patriots and the chiefs. That's about it. So, you could have it basically in the last several years of Brady's career, you could have the Brady versus Mahomes be fun. So all I know, all I know is, is be prepared to be mentioning his name and watching him. And if you haven't had a chance to watch a game, if, if the Kansas city happens to be the morning game on and you're a Seahawks or just anything fan, and it happens to be a game you can watch, stop and watch it. Yep. Cause it's, it's something else. Oh, yeah. He's, that uh, that arm is special. Yeah. So, um, and then just real quick. But, 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 ooh, I was oh, going to say, oh, but oh, wait, wait, just, just don't listen to him talk. You don't like him talking? No. What, what bugs you about him talking? <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, just watch some of his. Yeah. Just, you, just watch. Well, but I, I have watched, but I would like you to explain what, <laughs> what you're. It's just not what you're expecting. <laughs> this is. <laughs> That's true. It's so funny because I remember last year and I've seen all these highlights and I hadn't seen a press conference or an interview or anything. And finally, at one time, they like I watched a whole entire game and they stopped him after the game on the field and they went to talk to him and they asked him a question. And the first time I heard him speak, I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my a, God. Oh, what now? It's like the first time you heard Tyson talk. Right? <laughs> it's, it's not what you expect at all. But he's very talented. He is talented. So there's that. Um, Good for Casey. Whatever. <laughs> Screw them. Fuck them. Um, hey, it'd be fun, though. Think about Super Bowl. Dallas versus Kansas City. Your defense. Oh, oh I know. Be fun. Be real fun. Um, just real quick, teams that are the biggest disappointment so far. We are three games in. I usually, like we say, get through the fourth game, get through that first quarter, then you really know what your team is. But I just wanted to throw out these names. These were teams that we thought at the beginning of the season were going to be good, uh, and they're not. Jets. Steelers, Chargers, Broncos, the Washington racial slurs, Eagles, Panthers, and even the Cardinals a little bit. Um, those are all teams that have started off um, absolutely garbage and have been, I guess you could add the Browns to that. The Browns have two wins, so. Do they? Cleveland? No. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. No. 
I believe they one are one win. I they believe they are one and two. Yeah, that's what I meant. Two losses. So you can throw the Browns in there. But if you look at teams like the Jets are supposed to be with Darnold second year, this is supposed to be a big year for the Jets. Sorry. One yeah, one win. And nothing. Yeah, they've had some weird stuff happen, but still. Your quarterback gets mono. That's not never fun. Steelers, you lose your quarterback again. Chargers, you know, you're kind of stuck there. You have Phillip Rivers. Too bad for you. Um, Broncos, because you guys can't pick a quarterback. You, you're, you have a quarterback running your organization who can't evaluate quarterback talent correctly. How's that work? Um, yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. That the NFL is a crazy game and what you think you know, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know shit. Week four preview. You are, uh, you're heading down to Nolens. Always a tough place to play. Always a tough place to play. The Superdome. Is that what it's called? Yep. Uh, that is a place on my bucket list of stadiums I want to go to because I just want to. It's it's supposed to be loud and and crazy. And and New Orleans is supposed to be a fun place to you know have some fun. Um, so what do you want to do? We want to talk about your game. You guys are coming off. Uh, Saints are coming off a huge win. It's going to be in their place. How do you deal with that? <sighs> carefully yeah this is still this i mean uh, again like when the when the schedule came out this is one of those games okay you had you know new york washington and miami okay you know a couple division games could be a little tough whatever um but this was that game that the first one like okay that could be a, a tough one and that could definitely be a loss um and it still could very well be um obviously new orleans not having drew Brees is big um but you know, it's just another week with them having Bridgewater and him getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, maybe them actually maybe uh, changing up their scheme just a little bit to kind of fit his strengths because, you know, he is mobile and he can, you know, he can run. Um, but I, I think as far as Dallas is concerned, you, you just go in, you go into that with that same same mindset, same game plan as last year, and that is absolutely, without a doubt, take away Alvin Kamara. Doesn't matter what you do, you need to you need to take him because he will he he is, um, you know he is talked about, but I do think he is one of the underrated players in the game. Um, he will completely take over a game. Um, last year, Dallas was able to hold him well, keep him contained, um, and that I mean that really that was that that was that first game where you saw the defense just kind of everybody kind of took notice, like oh holy crap! But he's figured it out this year. What he did is before the game he takes an entire thing of crisco right and he and he slathers his jersey in in crisco <laughs> and so he's impossible to tackle um that's the only uh, only explanation i have for what i just saw in seattle but go ahead well we'll see what happens when he uh, <laughs> uh is running up and and jalen smith sean lee vanderesh jordan lewis anthony brown any of those guys are coming up at him um we'll just, see but but throw a bag of flour at him <laughs> It'll stick, but that is and you got him. That's got to be the 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 number one key right there. Is stop Kamara. Obviously, um, with along with that, you 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 have to pay attention to Michael Thomas. Um, you know, I don't know. I didn't get to see much of the Seattle uh, New Orleans game, but I, I don't. Is Breeze or not Breeze? Is Bridgewater? I mean, does he seem to be throwing it down the field, taking chances, or is it, um, you know, hand off to Kamara, dump off to Kamara? Um, Thomas kinds of plays. Thomas didn't even actually have a target until late in the game. It was weird. Everyone was kind of wondering, like, why haven't you? I mean, he's Michael freaking Thomas, a very talented receiver. Yeah. 
Um, no, it was a lot of handing off to Kamara, and then most defenses or most offenses know to exploit Seattle. You just you know basically run up the middle, right in the middle of the field, and and you can. And that's basically what he was doing, just dumping it off, and then. When he got Thomas involved, he made he once again he just if you if you put the ball in his general area, he makes plays. Yep. He's he's just a damn good receiver. Yep. Um, but I mean it it all again I think it all starts with Kamara. So as long as you as you eliminate him from being anything, you have a very good chance, especially down in that stadium. Um, the other thing with playing in that stadium is that crowd, especially when it comes to Dallas, Dallas and New Orleans, they've been, they've, been, they've had good games. Um, but you you need to do something within that first quarter. Um, you need to do something to take the crowd out of it because if that crowd gets behind them, you know it doesn't matter. Bridgewater's back there or whoever. That crowd gets behind that team, then they are tough to beat in that place. And weird things have happened there. Um, you know you, they had the game, you know a few years back where they had the basically a walk off overtime. You know TD and it's just I mean things seem to happen down there i don't know if it's the voodoo or what it is um but i mean as far as you know uh what dallas and um new orleans have been doing offensively and defensively dallas is the better team across the board you know um but you got to remember that it's just that that home field that that super super dome home field deal um but I don't think I don't think Dallas needs to do anything defensively anything different than they did last year. Um, offensively, it's going to be interesting to see with with this type of crowd noise. Washington was loud, but New Orleans is going to be way louder than FedEx Field was. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how Kellen Moore and, and Dak are able to communicate and if they're able to um, still do um, a lot of those pre snap shifts and, and audibles like they're doing um, because that that is definitely a big key of why they've been successful so far this year. Um, but I think unlike the game against Miami where they're going to be trying things, I think they're going to stick to that, to, to what they know has been working, you know, um, the play action, obviously feeding the ball to Zeke and to Pollard. Um, but I think getting that fast start and not, not, uh, not doing that whole, let's just try some things. I think getting off to that fast start, taking the crowd out of it, is really going to help Dallas moving forward in that game. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. And and it is Sunday night. And yeah. it, so I'm excited because I I have not been able to watch uh any Dallas football. And I liked last season I was actually pretty happy that I was able to because of this podcast watch a lot of it. Well, and it'll be interesting to see kind of um you know with it being New Orleans how they played against seattle and then how the game against dallas goes you know one week after another yeah i mean well i think i'm most interested to see uh dallas has such a at least in the first three games have shown this new fun offense they've got going on seattle doesn't have a good offense right now so how is dallas's offense going to go against uh this new orleans team and then even more your defense is damn good. So they've been they've been solid so yeah, far this year. That's the best it way to play. Hasn't been solid. A, a fa- you know great. They've been they've been they have been very good when it comes to points allowed, which you know is a key. But as far as 
um, you know, takeaways and, and yards. That's, I mean, yeah, well, actually yards are so, so, I mean, if they're not scoring, whatever, give them, give them 600 yards. But as far as uh, uh, takeaways and turnovers and, uh, you know, getting to the quarterback, they have struggled a little bit and they need to get that rolling. Anything else? Any, um, uh, any other injury news, transactions, anything going on? Um, well, I mean, if you want to go back to go back to just after week two, we had a little transaction, a little something, something. Well, it, little yeah. off, little offloading with first round pick. Oh yeah, what'd you oh, do? Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's been one of those things that's kind of been talked about in the preseason, and then obviously once he was inactive as a healthy scratch in the game one, Taco Charlton was released. Um, they didn't trade him. They didn't. They you know, they just flat released him and, uh, he was picked up by, uh, uh, picked up on waivers by Miami. Miami takes his contract. Dallas is free and clear of that money. Um, how do you play against Dallas? Uh, he had one give me sack. A give me. Yeah. If you're watching that, if you <laughs> watch that gimme. play, Dak was, and you could tell Dak was, has, he is having fun and is, you know, enjoying what's going on. They were asking him about it in the in the post game, like, "Hey, did you? Why didn't you throw the ball away?" And you gave Taco the sack, basically. And he was like, eh, "Completion completion percentage." I saw that. <laughs> I did see that quote. Um, completion percentage, man. <laughs> um, but no, Taco. He, I mean, he had a, a gimme sack. He he be solid. I I hope he does. You know, do well for Miami. It's unfortunately he wasn't able to. Um, you know, kind of get things going in Dallas. A lot of the words was, you know, if he made a mistake or if he wasn't doing well or if he was, you know, getting some criticism, he could just kind of shut down and um, was never able to really recover from that. So hopefully, you know, some fresh scenery, uh, Miami, yeah, I know they're going to struggle, but still, um, hopefully things work out for him. Um, other than that, um, this week, like I was, like I said a little bit earlier, um, we should be getting back Xavier Woods. Um, Antoine Woods probably out another week and, uh, same with Michael Gallup. So, um, at least having that, uh, then, um, another safety back definitely helped their death. And actually, um, I forgot to mention Tavon Austin should be back playing in this game as well. Um, he's been out since week one with uh, concussion, concussion, like symptoms, something, something, whatever, something that happened after the game against New York. Um, so other than that though, they should be, you know, they are a full, a pretty, pretty healthy team. Awesome possum. Awesome. Um, Seattle. Seattle. They're they're traveling down to Arizona. uh, Kyler Murray. uh, And that is what I'm most excited about. We get to see our first look at Kyler Murray and the other other Russell Wilson is what I'm calling him. And... uh, (laughs) Well, who's the who's the other Russell Wilson? It's kind of a play on the other other. You know, I don't want to use the term white meat because it's you know, but it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like All it's a then. yeah. That's not what I you stop it. So <laughs> it was just a joke. Uh, yeah, but no, because he's, he's like an inch shorter than Russell, something like that. Anyway, uh, it hasn't been necessarily what I would call the best start for Mister Murray. No, no. Uh, but what's crazy is I'm sitting here while, and you're talking about the Dallas game and I'm like, I should probably pull up the stats, the preview stats, just to look at, you know, comparisons between the two teams and, and what we're looking at preview wise. And it's funny as I look at them and I'm like, you know, uh, Seahawks are sitting at two and one. The Cardinals are at zero and two and one because they tied their first week with Detroit. Yeah. That's always fun. Can't believe we have ties in the NFL. 
Especially week one. (laughs) But I'm looking at like team stats. So points per game. Seahawks 25.3. Cardinals 21.3. Points allowed per game. Seahawks 26.3. Cardinals 29.3. Total yards. 411 to 361. You can get on the list. And they're actually very, very similar. Except for in rushing. Rushing yards. And then the rushing yards allowed. So the Seahawks... Yards rushing are 110. Cardinals are only 84.3. So then you look at rushing yards allowed. Seahawks have only allowed 67.7. Cardinals have allowed 157. That'll do it. So uh, you, you can kind of see there where I guarantee you Schottenheimer's drooling and going, oh, my God. We get to run finally. <sighs> oh, we get to run the ball. We're going to run it so hard. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I don't think that's how he sounds. No, it's not at all how he sounds. He's got a visor on, so I don't know. You know, it's, Sounds yeah. like somebody who looks like he's always congested. It does, doesn't he? It's weird. <laughs> got a deviated septum, sir. <laughs> uh, is that why you want to run all the time? Yeah. It's your septum. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know what else is cool is I'm looking at the stats here, and they look at the receiving yards, and their leading receiver, holy shit, is still Larry Fitzgerald. And he's got 18 receptions, 253 yards, two touchdowns. Seahawks, Tyler Lockett, 22 receptions, 277 yards, and two touchdowns. So Fitzgerald's still putting up, you know, Lockett type numbers. Lockett type numbers, but <laughs> he's still having a de- you know a good year. So um, you know, when you look at the stats from the two quarterbacks, I mean, honestly, so you know, Russell's 75 for 105, 901 yards, and seven touchdowns. Russell has not thrown an interception yet. Um, that's kind of nice uh murray he's thrown three interceptions um he's got you know 70 less yards but he's only thrown four touchdowns um they're more similar than than i thought basically is what i'm saying and what i'm getting at and it's a division game and it's a division game which are always super fun and you know arizona is a uh it's a shitty place to play for the seahawks something always happens down there it it's just like a super bowl (laughs) <laughs> why'd you gotta go there well why you, you brought it up but i wasn't necessarily talking about the super bowl i was just <laughs> talking about going down there and playing arizona why we got to talk about the super bowl freaking throw it from the one. Oh, anyways i'm sorry i got distracted there uh yeah so things things just it's just a, it's just not a good place to play and it just there's something always yeah so but I am excited to see Kyler Murray because I want to see what he's all about. I have not seen anything of him. I have not seen a highlight. I have not seen anything at all. So I don't know why. I just haven't. Maybe there isn't any highlights to look at yet. I don't know. Um, But uh, Seahawks did do some things leading up to the game. They had kind of a busy day today, actually. Um, Got a battle going on at safety. Uh, There's injuries all over the place um secondary is such a such a problem area it's just on you got shat griffin on one side is still fine but from your safeties to your other corner it's it's honestly a mess tight end wise though as we look at the tight end situation in seattle uh disley is having a fabulous comeback year and you got dixon still on ir you had nick vanette and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Seahawks trade Nick Vanette to the Steelers for a fifth-round pick in 2020. Yep. And at first, I was like, 
Hmm. There goes some depth. What the what the what the hell are they doing here? Um, our offensive line can't block. We need tight ends to help <laughs> assist. Which is also what's fun about Will Disley because he was he was not supposed to be like he's supposed to be this you know dude that just the tight end that blocks like the complete opposite of Jimmy Graham right um, and then yeah I guess he happens to catch the ball but his his catch like his the throws that he's actually catching they're not just like easy passes like he's actually making great contested catches it looks great um, so that's been fun to see so I was kind of like. All right, so we're stocking up draft picks already. That's interesting. What are we going to do here? And then you come to find out, all of, and then later today, all of a sudden, you see a familiar face returns. Luke Wilson is now a Seahawk again, and so the Wilson and Wilson combo gets to happen again. And then I was even more puzzled, like, okay, so... You don't run two tight ends? So why do we need... You guys don't even use Russell anyway. What do you? What do you? What are you doing there? And then you find out that there's a safe. And I forgot the name of the safe. There was a safety on their practice squad. So forgive me, Hawks fans. I'm I'm an idiot. There was a, a safety on their practice squad that was getting interest from um, other teams. They quickly promoted him so they could put him on the roster, so nobody else could grab him. They had to free up a roster spot. Venet. The Steelers, I guess, have wanted him forever. They've been looking and asked about him several times. Luke Wilson out here is all of a sudden available. The Raiders had released him anyway. He knows the program already. He's familiar with it all. Then all of a sudden it all made sense on what they were doing. Yeah. And so at first I was like, oh, this is stupid. What the hell? And now I'm like, all right, cool. Everybody, we always, as as Seahawks fans, we always love Luke Wilson. So uh, I have no problem with him him being back. I don't want to see, though... Like, I love Will Disley, and I don't want to see any, you know, all of a sudden his numbers go down because you got, you know, your old buddy back in town. Right. You know, now you're not hanging out with your new buddy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so and then they waived uh, wide receiver Gary Jennings, which was, um, you know, they drafted him and in the fourth round and thought that he was going to be this you know the next big wide receiver for the seahawks not big but you know a really a really good contributor didn't have the most amazing uh training camp and never played a never was active for any of the games like they they spoke so highly of him was never active and and so they they waved him and he could end up back on the practice squad but i you know i'm assuming he'll be scooped up by somebody but it's just weird trying to think of the last time that there was a a very good player in the nfl whose name was gary <laughs> that's actually a great point <laughs> gary i had a cat named gary <laughs> not even kidding one of the best cats i ever owned oh that's good um but, but he didn't play in but, the nfl but i don't think he would be a good wide receiver <laughs> you know he wasn't no well no he wouldn't have been but uh he's a cat he's a cat <laughs> <laughs> not very tall he could jump great he's hops got a good wingspan oh huge wingspan tell you what claws doesn't need gloves wow <laughs> um other than that um Dwayne brown says he's gonna play uh he hurt his bicep which was a little bit concerning um oh let's see here's your, your questionables are ziggy who played his first game finally um and pete 
their whole like they kept Collier, then they made him inactive and just I don't know what they're doing. Trey Flowers still doing hamstring, uh, Quentin Jefferson, Puna Ford, and then Travis Homer. Um, and then um, Penny did not practice today. So if you're all worried about Carson and, and you know, his butterfingers, he's going to have to play. <laughs> and we don't have uh, a lot of options there. And Pete Carroll made it clear today that that is where they're, they're, they still have faith in him and he is going to play. So um, I got to believe, though, he makes one one more stupid fumble and look out. He's got to learn to secure the ball better. So Especially because you know what? Every defense they play now is going to go hard. They're going to have guys just punching at that ball. Yep. Trying to get it out. And why not? You should. So, um, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about your game? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Sunday night one, huh? It is. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Mailbag and uh, Denise from Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we do have one mailbag question from my mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, she's a huge Luke Wilson fan. The actor? Yeah. Yeah. I loved him in Idiocracy. He was great. Yeah. He was great. He's really, he's good in a lot of things. Yeah, he's good in old school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the nose is weird, but. Well, wow. yeah, Owens is different. Well, that you're talking about. That's Owen. Now I'm talking about Luke. Yeah. So he, uh, see, I'm trying to think. So Idiocracy, Old School, and then name another so I can get him back in my head. Uh, yeah, I'll look it up. Old School is probably, Idiocracy is very underrated. That movie does not get enough love. That is correct. And uh, But Old School, I mean, he was great in that. I don't know why I confused him with his brother. Wow. 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 (laughs) All right. So my mom asks, what impact do you think Luke Wilson, the football player, will have on the Seahawks offense? By the way, I'm super excited he's back. Um, It gives them depth. Um, I think it shows that they don't um, compete kind of hinted towards it today that they're a little nervous about Dixon being able to come back. Like he'll be like, will he be ready to come back? after eight weeks to even play and come off of IR. And so if that's the, if that's the case, then you need more depth at that position. And like I said, it just kind of worked out where Pittsburgh wanted Vanette. You just got yourself a draft pick and then you just replaced him anyway with, with Luke Wilson. So that's a win. And you're bringing in a guy who knows the system and can jump right back in probably and rock and roll. And he's excited to be there. And, so I think it'll have a big impact. Disley has been fantastic, but now you're going to have another guy that now you can just rotate him. And again, it's extra help in the run blocking because your offensive line is terrible and they can't do it by themselves. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Run the bring the twelve personnel out there and uh, just hope that Carson doesn't fumble. <laughs> Please don't fumble. Please, Carson. You guys brought back Kristen Michael like eighteen times. Why don't I give him a call? No. <laughs> hell no more than done with michael he can go away all right dennis from ohio makes another appearance because we love him and we we want him to keep making appearances so here's his uh question for this week hey guys what's up dennis from ohio here with my weekly question 
However, I have to start off with the fact that my 49ers are 3-0. Woo! About that. Granted, they tried to do everything they could to lose that game. There were some positive things that went on in that game, especially if you saw the fullback Jusic throw Minka Fitzpatrick on the ground like a rag doll. If you haven't seen that highlight, it's on my Twitter page. Feel free to check it out. It's pretty good. It was a good one. But yeah. my question for you guys is, uh, with the two new quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Kyle Allen, uh, with their performance on Sunday, do you think that's somewhat of a fluke due to not being much tape out there on them, or is it a sign of good things to come for both of them? Also with that, it looks like Melvin Gordon might be ending his holdout pretty soon. Um, so whoever dropped him in fantasy football that allowed me to pick him up, <laughs> I appreciate it. But do you think they'll just throw him right into the fire based on how Eckler's been playing, or are they going to slowly ease him into it? Uh, that's all I got for today. Great show last week. Looking forward to listening to this show, which is already recorded. Stay buttery smooth. Go 49ers. One more thing. Woo! <laughs> I like how I told him one week. Like, yeah. we need your excitement level to come up, and now he's just woos all over the place. He's a woo girl. He's he's a woo, woo! girl. Um, uh, so with Daniel Jones, I'll, I'll, since, yeah, he's, take it. since he's in the East, um, he's definitely going to be an upgrade over Manning, bar none. Um, but I, I, as far as just that, that week, that first time, that first start, um, I think, I think there's that whole kind of excitement, like, Oh, we got a new, you know, he's, he's playing now and everybody wants, you know, the offense is going to change a little bit and and players are going to want to make plays for him. Um, I, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I don't, I haven't seen a whole lot of him to really know if he's going to be, you know, a long, you know, if he's still going to be the New York Giants starter, as say, you know, five, six years from now, still way too early to see. Um, I hope he doesn't continue to do what he was doing this weekend, because then, yeah, that would be an issue, especially when they get, um, um, you know, all their players back and healthy. So, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. But I, I think as far as it uh, being a fluke, um, yeah, I'd say just a, a little bit. As far as um, uh, who was the other guy you named? Was it Kyle Allen? Yeah. Yeah. For That's kind of one of the ones where I think Cam's in trouble. I think if something like you said, I think do I do think something is off yeah. there. And there's an injury or there's something that's just not because every every throw you watched him make this season so far, the accuracy was terrible. It just wasn't right. And Allen stepped in and has done well. So I think if you st- if if you can continue to see performances uh, that are, you know, above average out of Allen, I think Cam could be in trouble, job wise. Now, when he is declared healthy, you probably owe it to him to put him back in. But if he has one game where it's just not great, you could see some change there. So, and all these young quarterbacks, it's kind of a fluke to start because yeah, they don't have any tape on them, but the truly talented ones doesn't matter because as soon as you get tape, they'll still succeed. You have plenty of tape, plenty of tape on Mahomes now, yeah, plenty, yep. and he's great. So it's 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 like all things, it's kind of a wait and see. And then uh, and Melvin Gordon wise, uh, he is uh, apparently ending his holdout tomorrow, and. Um, but it doesn't look like he'll play this week. They'll give him a week to get back into things. So, um, but that holdout is officially done. 
And uh, I don't I don't think they slap him right back. I think Eckler has been playing well yeah. and playing solid. Um, you know, and that's 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 what you want. You want two good running backs on your team. Um, uh, and you know, as we know, one play and one of them can be done. You yep. know, look at Barkley. I mean, he's not done, but he's going to be out for a while. Um, but I think that they'll do that, you know, split split snaps and then kind of see how they're going. And I don't know, who knows, maybe, maybe Gordon, I mean, depending, the, I know he's ending the holdout. I don't know if there's an actual contract or anything in place. Um, he probably just got tired of losing maybe. money. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, who knows if he becomes their featured back again. You know, maybe maybe he's wants to end his hold. I haven't read into it. So, you know, if I'm completely wrong, I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe he's ending his holdout cause he's tired. He doesn't want to lose money, obviously wants to play. Um, and maybe, maybe he becomes somebody who's on the trading block at the end of the year. You know, if, if Eckler still plays, you know, the way that he's been playing. Yeah. I know they used a, a you know, high pick on Gordon, but he's had some struggles and some injury. Um, so maybe he's one of those players that gets traded this off season. Well, I know as we've seen with most holdouts, ones that go into the actual season, it doesn't take very many games where you're not getting a game check where you're like, all right, <laughs> I've had enough of this. Well, especially for him because, I mean, obviously he's still on just his rookie deal. Yeah. yeah. Le'Veon Bell was a, was a you know complete fluke. That's not something you see where someone will sit out an entire season. So, um, yeah. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it. Uh, as always, if you... Uh, or on the Twitter box on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, I'll post that uh, we're doing the mailbag. Throw your questions in there. If you got questions or topics, anything Seahawks, Cowboys, NFL, Star Wars related, whatever, throw it in there, uh, and and we'll get you on, and you'll be part of the show. So, uh, Dennis, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Uh, I'm so happy that your Niners are um, undefeated. What is up? You guys already get a bye week though. It's week four. Yeah, that's going to hurt in the long that run. That is going to kill you at the end. And I had to bench Graps this week. Sucks. Yeah, I had to bench Kittle. Did you? Yeah. Shit. I, it, was a, it was a tough call because the only other quarterbacks I had were Baker, who's been struggling, and then uh, Gardner Minshew. And I'm like, well. Winshew it is. Uh, Winshew it is. <laughs> so, all right. Let's, uh, you know what it's time for. Winning. Is it? Yeah. It is. Uh, all right. NFL game picks. I didn't print out a sheet because we just go right to pick him, pick him and just grab him. Yep. So, all right, here we go. Eagles and Packers. I took the Eagles. Ooh. You don't think A.A. Ron at home is going to win? Um, Versus the Eggles who've been struggling. I know. Really? I know. A green. So, Green Bay's defense has been really good. Yeah. But in, I'm playing this as only just, um, you know, obviously Green Bay's 3-0. And... I want to keep the rest of the rest of the conference kind of just fighting each other. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You're pushing everybody down. Yeah. So, so, so I'll you take can Philly. rise to the top. Yeah, I'll take Philly as All much right. as that right. makes me want to gag. Uh, <laughs> Titans at Falcons. Uh, I'll take Atlanta. All right. I, too, have that. I picked the Packers in that first game, by the way. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> uh, although they better find this new offense of theirs in Green Bay because right. their defense is playing great. But what the, def- the offense is still the same. Yep. Nothing special except for Aaron. Uh, Patriots at the Bills. I'm going to take Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo's going to hand the Patriots their first loss. Yep. You are crazy. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady will destroy the Bills. Yeah. Uh, Browns at Ravens. 
Uh, I mean, this is another upset. I'll take Cleveland. Jesus. He's getting crazy here, try folks. To, I try to climb the ranks. It's getting crazy. I screwed up when I in week two when I missed three quarters of the league picked because I forgot. <laughs> so I screwed myself. So I'm playing catch up. Um, I have the Ravens there because you know that's the more smart pick. <laughs> the Chiefs at Lions, uh, Kansas City. Uh, I too have Kansas City Raiders at Colts. I'll take Indianapolis. I will do the same. No, I don't need any of that Raiders shit show. Uh, Chargers at Dolphins. Unfortunately, I'm taking lack. Uh, I had the same feeling. It was <laughs> I don't want to do this, but they're playing the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are terrible. So I, I got lack. Racial slurs at the Giants. I'll take the midgets. <laughs> No, it's Giants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. You have it wrong. <laughs> I'll take the Giants. Oh, those ones. Gotcha. Uh, I, too, have the Giants. Panthers at Houston. I'll take Houston. Uh, I agree. It'll be the Texans there. Uh, although, we'll see how Allen does up there in Carolina. Yeah. That could be that could be a, a more competitive game than you think. Uh, Buccaneers at Lar. Lar. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. That's definitely going to be Lar. Um, Seahawks at Arizona. What do you got? Seattle. Ooh, thanks, buddy. I'll let you know what I have a little bit later. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Vikings at Da Bears. I take Da Bears. Da Bears is the right to call. Shaguars uh, with Gardner, Gardner Winshew, as you call him. I had not heard that yet, so I think that's just you. Uh, at at Denver. Uh, I'm taking Gardner Winshew. Oh, thanks. I I agree. That's going to be a fantastic. He's gonna he's gonna uh, he's gonna have a, a hell of a day, and not just because he's my fantasy quarterback. Uh, Cowboys at Saints. You need to wait. I will tell you that I'm sorry, buddy, but I'm picking the Saints. That's all right. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. I'm gonna take. Uh, so it's two zero and three teams. So uh, <laughs> and they're division rivals. But I'm gonna take Pittsburgh um i'm taking cincinnati that was a tough one um but yeah i think espn probably looks at that and goes what in the hell <laughs> how did we end up with a because again steelers especially that wasn't supposed to be an 0-3 team right oh excuse me wow was a you got right over there yep good. Can talk about it winning <laughs> i just love that sound effect uh all right before we pick our own games and get out of here um uh real quick please pretty please if you have time and you're listening to our show on apple podcasts while you're listening you hit play and then you just real quick you you just give us a few stars five if you really feel nice still saying just leave an emoji and then yeah write a review and just pick a fun emoji those would be cool yeah we could start a whole thing on that word help us grow we would love reviews um so yeah do that for us we would be uh very grateful um and then a quick reminder that we are now on youtube um i know that's not a usual spot for podcasts but a lot of the seahawks ones i listen to they're on there and uh so yeah it's just another place where you can go find us if you happen to be browsing around the youtube and uh so check us out common ground football podcast and we're on there all right let's finish this off with one more winning All right, your Dallas game in New Orleans against the Teddy Bridgewater-led Saints. Who's winning? Uh, I'm going to go Dallas. Shocking. Shocking. 
Um, and I'm going to say that uh, with, with these two teams, and especially with it being in uh, New Orleans, they're both going to be putting up some points. Ooh. So I'm going to say 35-31 Dallas. Ooh. All right. A little excitement on Sunday night. All right. I like that. Winning. <laughs> what about you, sir? Oh, my game. Yes. Um, mm. Yes. Um, on picks game pick them on our little thing there, I picked the Seahawks to win. Uh, and I think I'm going to stick with that. But I tell you what, this game makes me incredibly uncomfortable. And I would not be shocked if the Seahawks went down there and lost. Um, however, I think they're going to get their shit together. And even if they escape with another win, it at least will be a win. And they'll go into the first quarter of the season being three and one. So I got the Hawks. Um, let's do 20. Let's do 24 to 10. Yeah. I like that. All right. No. Yes. 24 to 10. Won't be even close to that, but that's okay. <laughs> I, it's probably not going to be 35, 31, but you know what? Uh, yours very well could be. I could see that, but, that, that but even that, though, that's a little close for... No, it's not very comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, no, you're, you know, you know, you're. that's a nail biter at the end there trying to... Yeah, my nails are already short. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. taking you long enough you know we we're gonna end the show like an hour ago could have had it pulled up <laughs> it's called queuing things <laughs> we've only done 72 episodes <laughs> and <laughs> skip the flank right stack 32 sound alert x foot oh spicy nuggets are back i might have to stop on the way home was that on the sideline? Is that what they no, were doing? in the huddle. That was in the huddle? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's no, even no, better. I was showing you so you could cut it. Just do, oh, spicy nuggets are back. I'm going to have to stop on the way home. Spicy nuggets do sound really good right now. Yeah, I may stop there and grab some on the way home. Stop there. You got to go all the way down to the north end to get it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. Their spicy nuggets are magical.